Inside Fashion Marketing, the podcast that gives you the tools you need to build your brand, grow your business, and connect to customers on Zalando. Snackable inspiration for fashion, beauty, and lifestyle brands. By Zalando Marketing Services, Zalando's 360-degree marketing unit. Hello, hello. Welcome, dear listeners. Great to have you on the show. I'm Andrea Santrop. I'm the SAP of Partner Services at Zalando and Managing Director of Zalando Marketing Services, helping connect fashion, lifestyle and beauty brands and retailers to consumers all over Europe. The running category is a strategic and competitive one on Zalando, and ASICs have been demonstrating their prowess in this category for quite some time. Joining me today to speak about ASICs' hyper-local approach to marketing in the running category is Sharon Nanhu, Channel Marketing Manager running at ASICs, and Manuel Meyer, Zalando Account Director, ASICs. So, first of all, welcome, Sharon, and welcome, Manuel. Thank you for making the time to speak with me today. Today's episode is all about your recent campaigns with us around the Paris and Hamburg marathons. I'm curious, I have to ask, are you perhaps a runner yourself? Have you ever run a marathon? Well, hi, Andreas. Yes, well, uh, I am more of a casual runner myself, uh, more to clear my head at the end of the day, like after work. And I will run for 5K, for example. Uh, I do aspire to run a marathon one day, and I feel that working at Essex makes this easier. It gives me the right inspiration to do so. Yeah, and also, hi, Andreas. Thanks for having us from my end. Uh, so before I was uh, working at Essex, I was in quite some other sports, like more skateboarding, if you even want to call that a sport, and boxing and cycling, for example. But being surrounded all day long by true running experts and also running nerds, and I say that in the most positive way, there's no other chance than uh, getting more inspired to actually step up your running game. And that's what I'm currently doing. And do you run, Andreas? Ah, I dreaded that this question would come up. But uh, no, the truth is I, I used to be a casual runner. I used to run like 10 kilometers on a weekend. But... Uh, since a couple of years ago, my right knee doesn't quite agree with that. And so I, I had to give it up. Um, but I, I did enjoy it. And, you know, I think, I'm not sure, I may not have had ASIC shoes. So perhaps with the ASIC shoes would have turned out different. But, um, well, it is what it is. Let's jump into the ASICs brand. And let me ask, can you tell us a bit of, of background to the brand and also how it is positioning itself in the running category? Yes, sure. So what some listeners might not know is that Essex is actually a Japanese brand and it was founded in 1949 um, by our founder, Mr. Onitsuka, in post-war Japan. And he wanted to give the, the youth, basically back then, a perspective through sports because obviously times were very challenging back then. And he very early recognized the power through sports, right? Also, not only on the body, but also on the mind and on the well-being in general. And only in the 70s, then brand was renamed from Onitsuka Tiger to Essex. And Essex basically is an abbreviation for Anima Sana in Corporate Sano, and that stands for Sound Mind, Sound Body. So by this time, we also implemented our, let's say, caregiver brand positioning into our company's name. So quite a big step for us then. And we're trying to achieve sound mind and a sound body through developing superior products that can support our customers to do so. And in Japan, we have that, what we call Institute of Sports Science. And you have to imagine this like really a concrete building with white-coated scientists running around, always looking for the perfect running shoe formula. So really scientific approach. They would always strive for uh, perfection and would not bring a product to market un unless it's really 100% meeting uh, their expectations and 100% perfection. And yeah, I mean... 
between you and I and all the podcast listeners. Uh, so that can be for sales guy also a bit challenging sometimes, right? <laughs> Because um, I still believe this is the most reasonable way to bring products to market. But yeah, I mean, that's how it is, right? Wonderful. Well, thanks for sharing with us. And um, I have to say every time I, I hear this, is is one of the gems of backgrounds to brands that I know. Amazing. Can you also shed a bit of light on on how ASICS differentiates itself from other running brands, especially on, on a platform like Zalando? Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, like I mentioned a bit in the beginning, uh, Essex is a very different brand, not only because of our Japanese uh, culture and heritage, but also on the way we approach um, our, our business uh, position. So with our unique brand positioning, I was mentioning bidding the caregiver uh, brand positioning, uh, we're not adding pressures to our customers and sports consumers to achieve a certain goal and let's say beat their personal track record every time they go out for a run. But we really want to offer support, right? So as I said, we believe in a sound mind and a sound body and a healthy lifestyle. So um, being competitive is something that you can actually do with Essex products because they are really technically advanced. But this is not something we expect from our consumers, right? We want to support them on, on feeling well, basically. And for Essex, it has always been important to look at the consumer individually and make sure that uh, her and his needs Uh, are covered best when he chooses an Essex product. So individual needs are very important here. Like you said in the beginning, you have a knee injury and maybe that's because of wrong footwear, right? So Essex would like to look into this and give you the best possible su uh, support to prevent you from uh, getting injured. So we want to look at consumer needs individually and we understand that not everyone is the same. Excellent. Very good. And certainly this uh, attention to detail by customer level, I think that's, that's great to hear. It's also something that's very important to us as a Londo. Through collaborating with Zalando, would you say you've been uh, improving, increasing your customer centricity perhaps? I think so, uh, because you guys already gave us the platform to do so here. And uh, what we've done, for example, I mean, it's easier said than done, right? Um, how to do that digitally, actually, to look really at the individual consumer's needs. And what we've done in collaboration with you guys very early is we've developed a digital shoe finder tool. And the purpose of that tool was really to look individually of the consumer's needs. And we did that in collaboration with ZMS to translate that in the best possible way to also your consumer's language. Um, so we've rolled that out uh, generally in the Essex world and specifically tailored to Zalando with the collaboration uh, we did with you guys. So this, this is one thing. And then um, the other topic where we see a very close collaboration also customer-centric approach with you guys is uh, sustainability, right? Because what we see becoming a more sustainable um, approach is more and more important for the consumer. We also see our brand duty here as a tech running brand to become more sustainable in general. And by the way, we're quite happy that you are also challenging your industry partners here to become more sustainable because it can be only a, a collaborative approach, right? And we've done really a great improvement here. And we're not only looking at specific product packs here that are sustainable, But we're looking fundamentally at the company and at the whole product range, right? Because we truly believe that the only way to become more sustainable is doing it fundamentally in, in your company's DNA. And there are also very simple things that you can do. And we were avoiding, for example, 1,200 tons of CO2 with just a new sustainable shoebox, right? It's Sometimes it's, it's that easy to have a big impact. And the great thing is that we're in a close collaboration with you guys also having our global teams linked with your teams to really find a common view on how to get uh, more sustainable. That's really great to hear. And uh, I have to say, you know, sustainability is becoming ever more of a concern and, and an area of uh, active engagement 
for many customers. So I think you are you're on a good track here in terms of building out that leg of your brand. And perhaps it's also a segue, uh, uh, shifting gears. It's, uh, you know, sustainability is not a sprint. It's a marathon. You know, it's a long journey. It will take time for all of us. And uh, with that, let's shift gears to the actual Paris Marathon, October 21. Sharon, I believe this was uh, the first localized marketing campaign that you did with us in collaborating also with an influencer running their first marathon. Could you tell us a bit about how that worked? Yes, for sure. So uh, together with CMS, uh, we created a campaign around this uh, Paris Marathon. And for this campaign, we decided uh, to support and also follow the running journey of a French influencer named Elodie Mechie, as she sought to challenge herself uh, with her first ever marathon. And here, our goal was really to reinforce the Essex running DNA uh, in the performance category on Zalando. Uh, also while speaking to our target audience for this campaign, the French female runner. And uh, we asked CMS... Uh, to find, brief, and create content with an influencer. And then this influencer should be relevant within the French female running and fashion market. So we had a few options and we decided on LOD in the end. And uh, we wanted to follow Elodie's journey as uh, she was training for the Paris Marathon together with an Essex frontrunner. So someone who really helped her coaching, who set up a training plan so she could reach her goal of uh, running the marathon. Very cool concept. So it was really centered about this first ever marathon that, that influencer ran, I understand. Yes, indeed. And all the excitement and hype that surrounds that. And as well as the intense training for the marathon that goes into preparation. And also the elevated feeling, the amazing sense of success uh, that one gets at the end of the journey. I imagine. Now from, you know, putting on my commercial lens uh, or glasses, so to speak, um, it's of course a bit risky in the sense you have to have the right protagonist for this, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. Because well, what are you choosing for, right? Is it someone uh, who is a runner? That's not something we wanted to target for in this case. We were looking for um, an authentic aspiring runner type. So not very much a professional competitive athlete, but someone uh, who was aspiring to reach a goal in running a marathon. And also someone uh, who could fit into the lifestyle area. So uh, someone rather sporty with a followership, more than a micro-influencer, uh, but also while having authentic relationship to their audience and could fit this campaign we are working mm. on. And, you know, I think the important piece to note is that it really takes a, a longer phasing, right? So you have the whole preparation for that person to be able to run that marathon successfully. So perhaps you can also help us how you work that through from a marketing perspective, including with the product you used. Yes, for sure. Um, indeed, uh, someone needs to train for the marathon and or at least like 10 weeks that uh, uh, LOD needed to train. Uh, so we set her up with uh, our front runner. An Essex front runner uh, is someone who could really help her achieving her goal of running the marathon. And so in the first phase, we had the introduction. And here the audience is encouraged to follow LOD's running journey as she's looking to challenge herself with her first ever marathon. And then in the second phase, the Essex frontrunner comes in looking into it. And uh, this mentorship phase, hereby we documented each step. And here, Elodie is trained by this frontrunner. And they are finding moments to boost also our hero product, which was the Nova Blast 2 shoe at that point. And also one additional product chosen by the talent herself. And that was the Gel Cayano 28 shoe. And then we had the third phase. This was the training and countdown to the marathon. And um, here through the content on social media and on on site, ZMS and Essex guided and inspired consumers to challenge themselves. 
And uh, we also uh, included the landing page. And here uh, we had a countdown timer uh, to the marathon. So it is also included allergy training plan. And it was designed by uh, her Essex coach. And also encouraged other people who also might have the goal to run the marathon to also uh, see this training plan and see if they could follow it themselves to maybe also run that marathon. Um, and then we had a final phase, uh, which was the recap of the marathon. Here we saw Elodie successfully uh, running the marathon and we had uh, many placements on Zalando as well as off-site placements on Facebook and Instagram uh, where we could ensure that this event and her finishing the marathon was uh, very well documented and this also provided a celebratory and successful activation all the way to the end. So everyone could also see uh, the end of the journey of Elodie in where she was running successfully the marathon. Nice one. And I think it was also not only a success for Elodie, but also a success for you. What would you say were the key factors that, that made it a success? Yeah, and, and Andres, you mentioned it, right? In the first place, it was really great to see that both Elodie and Polly, and in this case, Elodie, achieved their goal on the very first marathon. And I said it in the beginning, I'm at the uh, very, let's say, rookie stage of my running career. So I have massive respect for that. Also with the sales head on, uh, I need to be a little bit simple-minded here, but uh, commercial success was, of course, also a, a desired outcome, right? Um, and we wanted to make sure that our investment would return. Um, and with this campaign, we were focusing on the French market. That was under-indexing commercially a little bit during that time on the trading side. But by the beginning of 2022, the French market was actually showing the strongest growth across all countries, uh, Essex at EMEA business, right? So... Uh, that was for sure also uh, a very good commercial uh, success that we could really uh, see in our KPIs. Well, thank you for sharing. And perhaps you can also share a bit, uh, Manuel, about how Hamburg went. So some important things we've learned was that uh, it really needs to be a local person with a local event to make it resonate well with the market you want to activate, right? So that was uh, for sure a key learning. And that's why we also copied the concept for the Hamburg Marathon here. Uh, and we went for a similar activation in another historically strong market for Essex. And we now see that a German market running shares picking up again in Q2, while it was also suffering a little bit in Q1. A similar dynamic we saw in, in France. Um, so and we therefore think such an activation is a great countermeasure to really stabilize the market that you've identified to be a little bit of an issue uh, at that time. Yes, indeed. And I also think we are again looking to get a new generation of running enthusiasts that are considering participating in a marathon and that wanted to use Essex as a gateway to take their running as well to the next level. And we wanted to do this again uh, by inspiring them with a relatable, a fun and also informative content series like we've done with the Paris Marathon. And also again following a first time marathoners' journey. And here we had uh, as well different video elements developed by CMS creators and also as well the influencer of this campaign who was very active on our Instagram account and also made different uh, materials like confessionals, action imagery, um, recovery and fuel, music. Uh, we also used graphic markets and we had some dynamic content as well. And Sharon, can you also talk us through the influencer and social media concept for Hamburg? Yes, for sure. Uh, we chose a millennial this time rather than a more Gen Z focused influencer to also speak to the millennial target group uh, more clearly uh, because they also tend to be more avid Essex users. And uh, we replicated the same strategy as in Paris, but we now localized and uh, really adapted our activation to the German market uh, with, of course, as end goal uh, running the Hamburg Marathon. I see. That makes sense. And I understand, you know, this campaign is just so come to an end. Can you share any sneak peeks 
into how it performed? Is it, you know, on par with the Paris one? Yes, for sure. We're closely tracking the results here. So um, happily, I can say um, that we saw a very good uh, dynamic in the market share for Germany as, as well again. Um, because historically, that is the market with the highest market share, Essex at Zalando Business. But in Q1, it actually was uh, was suffering and a little bit of a challenge for us. Um, and again, end of Q2 has become the strongest market for us again. And I'm now I'm simplifying it a little bit here, right? So it's not that easy probably to shift around market shares. Um, but to me, it's really the sum of the measures that was leading into a successful regional activation and then finally sales performance as well. Um, and KPIs to come, right, Sharon? Yes, indeed. And uh, I first want to congratulate our influencer, Polly, to manage to finish the marathon. So that's really a great achievement. Uh, yes, and concerning the KPIs, we over-exceeded here in CTR. And as well, the amount of clicks uh, compared to the previous marathon uh, was really um, a lot higher, 30% higher. And we also managed uh, to have 45% of all the product detail page views to have them coming from new visitors, uh, so new buyers to the brand. So we drove a new customer acquisition. Uh, and if you look at the impressions, we had uh, 8.2 million impressions for the Hamburg Marathon and the Paris campaign had 5.8 million impressions. So that makes 40 million impressions across both campaigns in total for the two campaigns that we ran. Amazing. It sounds like you're just getting warmed up for a, a marathon of, of marathons, um, if you like. In a more serious note, do you have uh, other sporting events, localized marketing campaigns in the pipeline that you can share a bit about with us? Yes, we have. We cannot share everything yet, but uh, I can give a sneak peek. And uh, we are looking to create a very exciting marketing campaign uh, together with CMS uh, around our new nature bathing proposition, which you will hear more about very soon. And next year, uh, we will have the anniversary of one of our legend key styles, which will have a complete makeover and a revolution in technology. So I would say stay tuned. Amazing. I shall be certainly stay tuned. Yeah, I wish I could be an influencer for your next marathon. But, uh, I think that's that's out of the question. <laughs> we'll take you into, into consideration. Unfortunately, we're nearing the, the end of this conversation. So I would like to ask, as I always do, what are your top takeaways, in this case, for activating customers in the running category? Yeah, so my takeaway really was that it's uh, crucial to tell an authentic and meaningful story, right? That is in line also with the brand positioning. And ZMS teams are true experts here to not only translate the brand message to your platform audience, but also give a creative guidance and consultancy to brands like us, right? And running needs to be really experienced. That could be sometimes a challenge in a digital world. And people are longing to find a good balance um, from sometimes challenging times. So sound mind, sound body really seems to be more relevant than ever before for us, right? So for us, it's really focusing on our roots, on our DNA and on our founding principles, combining that with the very targeted communication language that ZMS uh, offers us as a platform, and then uh, continue to tell uh, authentic and meaningful stories. Yeah, I think it's exactly that. And I would also like to add that uh, a localized approach could work very well and that you also should not be afraid to go hyper-local in your marketing approach uh, because that is what might be very successful in one market. could maybe not work in a different market if you keep things too generic. I see. That all makes a lot of sense. Sharon, Manuel, thank you so much for your time and for these great insights and also this uh, very enjoyable conversation. Uh, dear listeners, if you are looking for more, we have some info dropped into useful links in the show notes of the episode, so make sure to check them out. 
And thank you for tuning in. If you like this episode, do hit subscribe. We'll have more wisdom from our top marketeers from across the partner base in just about two weeks' time. Thank you and bye-bye. <laughs>